happy belated Valentine's Day. Hopefully you are with somebody that brings out the best in you and not somebody that brings out the worst in you. This is NSS, nextsportstar.com, free worldwide internet TV. It's unscripted. It's uncensored. And uh, we have great programming. And now you can check us out as a podcast on uh, the infamous Spotify, (laughs) which has been under a lot of heat. But right now, there's many, many, many things to discuss about, you know, the Olympics are going on, uh, the Canadian national, a Chinese Olympic team has some great Chinese players, O'Reilly, (laughs) O'Brien. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. And uh, there's, there's never been tension like there is right now on the border of the Ukraine uh, since, I'd say, the, uh, the 40s, where uh, Putin um, is threatening to uh, invade uh, the Ukraine. And um, one would say, why is he doing this? Well, I, I, my interpretation is that he does not want to invade the Ukraine. He does not want to uh, bring the world into World War III. What he's trying to make is a point that he does not want Ukraine to be part of NATO uh, because he believes that it's threatening his country and there's guns pointed against. There'll be more guns pointed against uh, the Russians, and he's trying to defend himself. That's that's my my way of thinking. But I think he made a big mistake um, bringing 110 or 120 thousand troops along the border, because that's not going to be enough to fight the world. No. He's got all of Europe against him right now. Yeah, well, he went on record, I guess, today, saying he does not want war in Europe. But, I mean, you look at as what you say, what he's done, and it certainly looks like the contrary when he's done some of the things that he's done. Well, I, you know, Putin is not a fool. He's an extremely intelligent, articulate, very well-educated, and... Um, I would say he's, uh, I wouldn't use the word ruthless, but he's very, very, very um, to the point of what he wants. And he wants to show the world that Russia is still a military might. Mm -hmm. And if the world wants to point their guns at Russia, Russia is not going to lay down. I mean, that's my interpretation. I could be completely wrong. And he wants to reconstruct, Frank, the old Soviet Union. Oh, I, I don't. Th- I really don't. I really don't. I really think that he wants. Uh, he wants his economy to be stronger. He wants. Uh, um, you know. I, I give you my analogy. Uh, Loblaws a long, long time ago, before they owned supermarkets, it was George Weston Company, which they had one of the biggest bakery in Canada. But they, there was a lot of competition, so they wanted to have a captive audience. So they bought the old power stores, right? And Loblaw stores, and to to be able to have their own guaranteed outlets for their bread. Yep. And and I think that Putin wants to create more rather than a, a, a former uh, communist uh, type so- Soviet Union. He wants to put t- together uh, an autocracy that has a captive audience for the the natural resources that Russia has and consume them. You know. But anyways. I, I, I believe that Putin is no fool, and um, I'm pretty sure he thought this out. He, he, he basically put his military might on display for the world to show that he's, he's not uh, going to lie down and have NATO threaten him. Mm-hmm. 
That's I think that's what I see, right? And I think that the, the biggest issue is not going to be this for the world. It's going to be China, who wants to take over Taiwan. Yeah, but China and Russia are a bad combination, Frank. Mm, you can't you, like you see like, what happens in uh, the, the Olympics. You cannot compare Russia to China. China is is, is uh, over an eighth of the world's population. Yeah. And and China, even though their 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 um, I'd say ideology is uh, communism, it's it's capitalism at its finest. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 gonna. Anyways, we're we're gonna leaders are gonna have to be fucking leaders. And and in saying that, our leader in Ontario has crumbled uh, because he's caved in, and now he's getting rid of all the all the rules. Um, and what's going to happen is it's going to fucking backfire because as soon as there's another outbreak, right? Yep. I don't know why. It'll spill okay. in. So, oh, I don't know why it won't. You know, I, was, I was having this conversation yesterday, Billy. I'll let you guys chime in where they're saying, yeah, but nobody's going to know about infections. I go, that's fucking bullshit. Because even though the, 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 the reporting's going to be gone and all that fucking shit's going to be gone, once the hospitals fill up again, you can't fucking hide that. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling to me, and I was saying this to Billy, that, you know, we've now gone months where there's been no fans at the Scotiabank Arena for a Leafs or Raptors game, and then in a few weeks we're going to 50%, which, you know, I can, I can understand that, where you're still checking the vaccines, but then at the beginning of March now they're saying no checking, anyone can go, concessions are open, 100% capacity and no mask mandate, which is absolutely crazy to go from one extreme to another. You've really got to ease your way into these things, and it, it's, it's crazy. And then in April, if there's baseball, if they figure out the labor issues, you, you'll have a Rogers Center with 50,000 people for opening day with no masks and no... More than 50,000. I'm, I'm you shocked. Know, I'm, I'm very... The staff, right? So you're, you're looking at almost 60,000 people. Yep, Absolutely. And I think part of the problem, Eric, is that everybody from outside of Canada look at our leadership as a bunch of fucking fatheads. Pardon yep. my language. It's true. It's not, it's not just our country. It's all the it's all the fucking politicians that are caving into bullshit. Well, it's not it's not our it's not just our country. So you know, Honorable Ford has a has a has a. Um, uh, uh, an election in June, and I, and I think I think that he's caving in. Yeah, he want, you're right. He wants another term, and he's going to do what he. Yeah, and and you can't you can't fucking be. Uh, you listen, my father. I love him. I love him with all my heart. He was, he was a, a tough father. He 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 had rules, and you had to follow the fucking rules. Yeah, you know what, the issue I have, Frank, is that I, I think that no matter what he does, there's going to be a big part of people that are upset about it. A big I mean, they don't give a fuck if the people right. are upset. Like they, they, they should, they should, they should, this, uh, um, uh, a leader who's elected a leader, right. father, a president of a company, uh, you're supposed to keep people safe and keep people right. uh, fed. And by doing that, he's created sure. the whole convoy thing, and the anti-vaxxers have gone nuts and everything else. And now you do yeah, what he's the, done. What, what, explain to me. Yeah. 
what the convoy was to accomplish and what it accomplished. Because they felt like they weren't, I mean, I had I watched no, but they call it the Freedom Convoy. Freedom Convoy. How is it they, the Freedom Convoy from stopping people to getting food and logistics? Well, their freedoms were taken away from them from being able to go and do the things they wanted. No, no, it was very simple. If you go to the United States and, and as a trucker, you, you have to be you have to be vaccinated. Right. There, there, it, it, the the federal government's trying to protect you. Right. And the, the fact and the federal you know, government, because they have federal jurisdiction of the airports and stuff, mm-hmm. they will not they will not take those mandates off. You will not be able to fucking fly anywhere. Well, you can't without being vaccinated. But what they did, the federal government saying, if you're double vaccinated and whatever, you don't have to get a, a test anymore to come in. That's right. So that's, that's a, I would say that's a fair concession. I think that's totally fair. That's a fair concession. But, but you can't fucking be, uh, be Doug Ford and try to please uh, the far right by saying, okay, you know what? We're going to fucking uh, lift everything. Well, you're going to fucking let everything go to hell. Things are going to hell with the rules. Think about it. They're go- they've gone to hell with the fucking rules. Yeah, that's the problem. The, the rules make no sense, and they change them without any rationale. I mean, right. says they're fucking politicians. They're not doing things like a fucking doctor doesn't say if you have high cholesterol. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Go have some steak and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would. <laughs> no, but, but right. you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is... Uh, if you if you have a, a, a like I love my my doctor I love him I, he's he's my doctor he's my mechanic of my body if, if he tells me to stop doing something and then he changes his mind because I I'm threatening to go to another doctor who's going to tell me what I want to fucking hear right he says okay you know what fuck it do whatever you want man go smoke crack. I guess that happens in hockey with Jack Eichel, right? Jack Eichel didn't like what he heard from team doctors and other doctors, so he found his own doctor that would tell him to go get his own surgery. So it does happen that way. Yeah, but that's a little different. No, I know. You, I know. You, you, you have a right to, if you're going to go get surgery, you have a fucking right to, to, uh, to, get, uh, to get a third opinion, a second opinion. It's your body, right? Of course. Of course. But that's not the same as this. That's, no, that's, well, anyone, that's, anyone that's who suffers the, the diabetes or high cholesterol, they're not going to their doctor who they, says, don't worry, not, live your life. Doctors will tell them to fuck off. In fact, if you listen right now to all the head of the hospitals, all the different management, because even though our hospitals are, are subsidized by the province of Ontario, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're run by, by companies, like um, there's uh, Humber River uh, Health, there's uh, uh, Mackenzie Health, right? Yeah, there's very large uh, conglomerates that run uh, these these places, but but then you fucking uh, you, you know politicians don't listen to them. They they listen to how they're going to get fucking elected. Yeah, that's it. Stay in power and grease your palms for another four years. Yeah, but it's not going to happen because it's going to backfire. Because if we if we go back in the next forty five to sixty days to a, a huge suffering, right? Of, of a catastrophic um, crescendo in the hospitals where they're packed again with COVID victims, or, you know, you're fucked. I can't help but think that under these new rules, the, which basically are no rules, 
that we are going to get there again. And Billy was saying to me off the air, he thinks it could be the, you know, you could have another lockdown, right, if you're having 50,000 people at events. Oh, yeah. And you're not checking them and there's no mask mandates. And that's about the worst possible thing that this country could possibly happen right now. Is well, if I, was a, if I was a premier of Ontario or if I, if I had any fucking power, I would make it permanent that you have to wear a mask to go, if you go see your doctor. I would make it permanent that if you go to the hospital, to visit anybody, you have to you have to wear a mask. Permanent. That's what I would do. I mean, they 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 did extensive research that if 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 you get in a car accident, the safest place is to be in the car. So you need to wear a seatbelt so you don't go through the fucking windshield, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or you don't go flying around and hitting somebody's head. Um, a, a very good friend of mine that when I was a kid that I went to school with. On his wedding day, they were in the back seat of a limo. The guy went through us. Somebody went through a stop sign, hit the limo, and him, his new bride, went up and collided and hit their heads and died instantly. Oh man! After they had their seatbelts on, right? Right. Most likely, they wouldn't. I wouldn't be telling you the story. That's right. So they did an extensive amount of scientific data and figured out that the seatbelt. Make, makes you safer, whether it's in airplanes, whether it's cars. So they mandated it. You cannot drive in Ontario if you don't have your seatbelt on. Now, one would say, fuck you, government. If I want to fucking fly out the fucking car in an accident, right? Yeah. It's my prerogative. That's what, that's, that's what the convoy is saying, Frank. <laughs> yeah, well, the government should say, fuck you. you. You're affecting everybody else, that you're being selfish. Right, that's right. You're going to a, you're going to you're going to another country and you're going to bring back their fucking germs, and you're going to spread them in Canada, and make us liable for your fucking selfishness. So fuck off. You know, I mean Trudeau, spineless. He should have fucking come out when that convoy first came there, right, and say, I'm going to listen here. Tell me what you want to accomplish with this. Yeah. Other than go shit on people's grass. Yeah. And beat the shit out of homeless people for their food. Well, they got away with murder for 10 days, Frank, before I... That's why the police chief in Ottawa just resigned today. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, and then, you know, you have police officers. Uh, I don't get it. I really, maybe I'm fucking stupid. And they're talking to uh, the truckers, and they're on camera, and people post videos, and you hear them saying, we support you. Well, what the fuck are you doing out there? How are you policing this? You well, have to be unbiased. You have to be in the middle. You have to be neutral. Yeah, you're a conciliator. You're not one of them, for Christ's sake. That's correct. Exactly. Anyways, we're, we're fucked right now. The world's fucked. And this pandemic is going to exacerbate. Uh, I mean, the, these, this breach of uh, uh, formal rules are going to exacerbate the situation. Well, I think they've just given up on... Those on those people who haven't had, uh, who haven't taken their vaccinations and fend for yourself. The only well, other thing well, we can I think is it's charge, it's charge people counting on. hospitalization. Counting on that there's, there's a, a 30 per, up, uh, up to 30% of people that are not vaccinated, right? Yeah. And, and they're counting on those that, that, so let's say out of those 30%, I'm on percent or 3% drop dead or they've, or they have it, a, a violent, uh, reaction to COVID-19, and they believe that the balance is 
it's like the military. The military goes, we're going to go in there. Uh, uh, what are their chances of losing soldiers? Uh, we might lose uh, 5% soldiers, and uh, we might lose uh, 22% civilians. And the generals go, okay, we can live with that. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm... Do you think that the you know I, the, the biggest question I have is did this whole convoy thing really change the mindset of the Canadian leaders and make them really crumble under pressure and, and is that a, is that a big reason why these rules are changing the way they are? What do you think? I I I, I really me and now you can tell me to fuck off. You're both very smart guys. I, I really I really think personally um, that. Uh, the convoy really pissed off people. Right. And in fact, Ottawa, the residents of Ottawa, thousands of them, went down and pushed them out of the way. So, you know, I think it was a negative. Okay. I don't think it was well thought out. And, you know, how are you going to get the sympathy of people by protesting and honking 24 hours a day and paralyzing a downtown sector and the people who live there. How the fuck are you getting their sympathy and be- being popular? How? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm. Uh, if you're going to protest, you got to protest by by giving information. Yeah. By by and and another thing, if you want to fucking protest, go to the fucking city hall or go to to the, the municipality or go to the parliament, right, and leave the rest of the fucking people alone. Well, I got to admit, I'm, um, I feel for a lot of people who are looking at the situation that, you know what, they followed the rules, they did whatever they were asked to do for two years, they're triple vaxxed, they, they were careful. And, and, and now we're going to be in a situation where they're going to be basically in the same boat with all these other people. I, I, don't th- I, I, I don't feel sorry. I feel angered for those people as I'm part of those people right, me that, that uh, we followed every fucking rule. I never got COVID because yep. we followed the rules, right? Yep. And now I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go to a fucking restaurant. I'm not going to go to a fucking restaurant. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to a restaurant, and I'm in a restaurant. I'm seeing a lot of that on social media, people who... Uh, and I'm going to fucking... I, it's my if my restaurant, when we open up to the public aid, it's my prerogative, I own it. We're, we're not going to let people in who are not vaccinated. Yeah, you have every right to do that, absolutely. It's my fucking place. Yeah. And, 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 and we already checked it, that we, we have that prerogative. You do have, I've I seen that you I think the Ontario government is making a catastrophic mistake, and it's going to bite them in the ass. And 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 I'm I'm, I'm I, you know I tweeted to, to Doug Ford. I told him he's grow a set of fucking balls and fucking mandate the vaccine. Right. You know that's it. Mm-hmm. The federal government and the provincial governments of Canada, if they can't give a fuck about Canadians, uh, the, the well-being of Canadians, they should mandate just like they mandated poll. My father could not come to Canada if he didn't have his polio and TB shot. Yeah. He was not allowed. Yeah? No? I, what, 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 like, you know, people don't understand. This, this, the, the, you know, I hear this bullshit. Oh, you know, they have monkey DNA and, oh, and this all. I said, listen, you fucking imbeciles. The, the, the vaccine, vaccine is, is the flu shot. The flu shot is a vaccine. It's, 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 they don't call it a, a, a vaccine, but the flu shot's a vaccine. Unfortunately, 
very vaccines on on a, on a influenza or or a COVID. It keeps switching its dynamics. It's it's like the master of disguise, right? So they got to update it every day. I mean, every year they got to update it every year, and and all all the fucking uh, COVID nineteen shots they're just hybrids of the flu shot. Yep, that's a fact. Well, that's something I read on the internet from some fucking moron with no fucking uh, medical uh, background or fucking science behind them. You have all these fucking morons talking shit with absolutely no academic qualifications. Yeah. Oh no, you can be an expert pretty quickly if no one, no one is there to uh, justify your existence. Yeah. So I, per, like, I personally. Never open my fucking mouth unless I've read something from, like, like I said, you know when uh, the uh, AstraZeneca came, it came from Oxford. It was developed there. So for me, I got both shots for AstraZeneca because, as far as I'm concerned, I was not in a high risk category. I don't have uh, any um, uh, clotting issues or or uh, diabetes or. Um, Obese, or, or um, I don't have anything. So I was okay with the AstraZeneca because anything that comes from Oxford is pretty good for me. Right. Some of the greatest minds in the world. Yeah. Oh, there. That makes sense. So now you know they're 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 devaluating, they're devaluating the sacrifices that the majority of Canadians made. Well, that's that is the issue I have. I, and, you know, I'm all for living and getting out to events and restaurants and traveling, and I, I feel like I've done my part. I was triple-vaxxed the second I could be, um, and I felt like, you know, by doing doing those things, I should be, you know, I, I guess privileged to be able to live in, in, as opposed to people who are, in, you know, have done nothing and have done nothing but complain and bicker and, you know, use their own science for a while. It's up to me what goes into my body and uh, are going to put everyone else at risk. And I just don't, I can't believe we've caved the way we have. But they've never given us, and this is what some of the, the uh, uh, those people that are lined up at, in Ottawa are talking about. There's no game plan for any of us. Right. Just keep taking the double vax, take another booster. We, we don't know when the end of this thing is going to come, and I, I realize that that's not easily done. But there's got to be a better way than Doug Ford going back on his word every two months. Right. And, and, and he's, he's the leader of the band to say nothing of his partner in crime now, uh, Trudeau. Trudeau's st- standing his ground. He's not changing his mind. No. No, Why? He, because he doesn't want, Trudeau does not want to be, look like a fucking imbecile that in another month, right? Yeah. All the hospitals will be full again. Yes, well, he did this. He fucking did this. He did this six times already. Uh, the 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 administration of uh, Ford Nation. They did this six times, and it backfired all six fucking times. The hospitals filled up. Well, you know what? When they announced this yesterday or the last, I thought, okay, it's over. They're not going to do this and then fill the hospitals again. So if, if if they do, then they they should all submit their resignation. I I, I agree a hundred percent with what you said. You see, here's the thing: <clears throat> they're going to try. They're not going to do any more testing. They're going to try to hide uh, people who are affected. They're going to hide it. They're going to do what Trump did. Yeah. 
Because Trump, and, oh, by the way, in passing, Trump just got fucking nailed. His account, his, his, his accounting, usually you fire your accountants, you know, the, the, the firm, right? Yeah. But uh, this is the first time, I think it's unprecedented, that the accounting firm that they were using <clears throat> fired Trump. They w- will no longer do any books for the Trump Corporation. And they made a statement that they were misled with the information that were, they were given by the Trump thing. And it's not accurate. And they are saying they made a statement. I mean, you can't make a statement like that. You'll get sued if, if you make a statement like that. And sure. it's not real. They made a statement today. They released a press release saying that they're telling the world, the world and the financial institutions, not to take any Trump Corporation financials because they're inaccurate yeah. and misleading. Wow. I heard rumors of that. I hadn't I hadn't heard it. Uh, it's out today, man. It's, and just like Sarah Palin, who, who, you know, the New York Times, they made a mistake and they corrected it immediately. She sued them because in that 24 hours, uh, her stupidity didn't cause her depression. Her, her, her moronic behavior didn't cause her depression. But that mistake that the New York uh, Times did, uh, so the judge threw it out of court. Yeah. And plus, she, she should have never been on the witness stand. Right. She's nuts. Oh, fuck uh, but but anyways, nuts. the world's fucked right now. Um, the world lacks leadership. The world lacks direction, and people are confused. And people, unfortunately, the majority of people need somebody to lead them. And, and Frank, if you look at North America, they don't believe in their leadership. We don't believe in in, in Trudeau for whatever reason. Well, I believe in Trudeau. I, I mean, he's not. I don't think he's the perfect uh, leader, but he's not going to fucking blow up the country. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's, that, he, to me, uh, a guy like Trudeau's harmless, right? And, 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 and I got to tell you, I, I've, I've been pretty impressed with Mr. Ford up until this uh, fucking, um, this yo-yo effect of, um, okay, here's the rules. Like, you, you can relax the rules, but not get rid of them. You can say, um, we're, well, we're doing a, in a restaurant that has 100 people capacity and has... Uh, high ceilings or has ventilation, we're going to go from uh, 30% occupancy to 50 or 60. But everybody... And you're not going to let people eat? Every, excuse me. Everybody has to be vaccinated. That's it. And anybody who's caught with a fake va- 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 vaccination uh, document will get, uh, we'll get a, a fucking uh, $1,000, $5,000 ticket. Just like if you get caught with a fake driver's license, you can go to jail. That's true. So, anyways, we're fucked. Like, and 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 you want to do it now, where we're, where people are still locked indoors and they can't be outside? Are you fucked? Yeah. You're gonna do it now? <laughs> yeah. And and here's another here's another bullshit thing. So I watched the Super Bowl. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. And I think another person that really enjoyed the Super Bowl as much as me is my bookie because <laughs> <laughs> I, I took the Bengals. <laughs> well, you took the Bengals plus the points or on the money line? Uh, I, I, I'll tell you after in person. Okay. <laughs> I, I took the Bengals because I saw something in them, and I thought that, uh, I, you know, I thought, anyways, it was a great game. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, 
uh, the halftime show, um, not my musical taste, but it was very well done. Mm-hmm. And so Eminem kneeled. He didn't kneel the, 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 during the national anthem. It could have been part of his repertoire of the song, right? But he kneeled, right? It could have been a, a signal to honor Kaepernick, right? He yeah. kneeled. But he didn't do it during the national anthem, right? So if you take a look, if you take a look at the far right, like Fox, holy fuck, they went nuts on him. I didn't see he that. Should have been thrown off the stage. Okay. He should have been I didn't thrown see off that. the fucking stage. He should never be asked again. Right. I, I, I don't understand what he did wrong. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, I missed that. I mean, obviously, I watched the halftime show and I watched. I watched, you said it was Eminem that did that? Yeah, 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 and near the end of his Before program. Before or after he did it, uh, Lose Yourself. Near the end of his program, son. near the end of his performance, Okay. Uh, he took a knee. Okay, and he was and doing then, that like Colin Kaepernick, uh, like... It could have been a bow, it could have been a knee, but what I'm trying to tell you is nobody, nobody made a big deal, and then I didn't, Fox I didn't. went nuts Fox on it. I didn't, saw, saw nothing wrong with it or anything, yeah. Nobody, nobody, I, I didn't hear the commentators, I didn't hear anybody, because it was not during the National Anthem, right? Yeah. So it, it it didn't disrespect the national anthem. He he didn't do anything wrong. His performance, for people who like that genre of music, was excellent, right? He's got quite a following. He's you know he's one of the top guys in that genre of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's international. The, the, you know I think the movie made him even bigger than he is right now. The one he did with Kim Bessinger, right? Yeah. Um, anyways. It, right. Excuse me. I bizarre. It's fucking bizarre. You know the way people take or Ted Cruz talking about the truckers in Canada. The biggest fucking hypocrite moron. You know Ted Cruz for a guy who has incredible academic pedigree. Right. Is that a fair statement, Bill? Is Bill there? Yeah, I, I, I've got to make a call, Frank. One minute on my other line. Just give me about five minutes. Okay, you go do what you got. You yeah, got to do that. live. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go make your call. Yeah. Anyways, when I hear Ted Cruz talk or try to jump in on a wave of, of some, it makes he makes me vomit. Are you a Ted Cruz fan? Uh, I'm not. No. I'm certainly not. But do you, you not find them extremely no. uh, disingenuous? I do. I don't believe anything he says. What, what is, I, I don't trust anything he says. What, what, what is it for? Okay, can, Andrew, can, can you hey, go <laughs> on hold so we don't listen to his conversation or his stock tips? Anybody <laughs> go in there now, drive in with the... <laughs> <laughs> is he still... He's still near the phone. Andrew, can you put him on hold for a second? Because uh, there's two lines on, so I don't, I don't know how to do it without hanging both up. Okay. Bill, can you step away from your phone? <laughs> Just bear with me a second. Okay. There we go. There we go. So, so, so um, the Toronto Maple Leafs had two terrible games. Well, you know what? It's funny, Frank, because, I mean, you're you're a former goaltender. Right? You still probably play some goal, still right? Playing, and, still uh, man, oh, man, they just got beat by two hot goalies and, and Jacob Markstrom and Thatcher Demko, who both were just simply outstanding in those Vancouver and Calgary games, right? Demko was yeah, especially but they great goalies. one saves on Saturday. Was both a- of those goalies are premium goalies. Yeah. The Vancouver goalie and the Calgary goalie are phenomenal goalies. Yep. 
They are. I think Jack Campbell had a bad night against Calgary. Sure did. He had a bad five minutes, right? Leafs were up one nothing, And then if you went to go like make some dinner or something, you come back and it's like 4-1 Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, been... the way he, that's the way he is. Yeah. Um, he had a bad period, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean a, a couple of games ago he did the same thing and they, they pulled him, which I was shocked because usually the, the coach sticks with him, Keith sticks with him and, and, and until the bitter end and, and Morazic saved the game. But you know what? Campbell rebounded nicely yesterday in Seattle. He played well, made some nice saves, didn't have to do too much. Leafs offense, you know, did their thing. They they chased Philip Grubauer. Um, you know, both Marner and Matthews are just playing at such a high level right now. And, and I mean, what can you say about Michael Bunting, the year he's having? Bunting and Kasha, they're just getting such nice contributions from those guys. Uh, and uh, certainly reason for optimism. I thought the Leafs played three pretty good road games. They got beat by two really good goalies, and then yesterday, you know, they... Well, yesterday they played a team that's getting murdered. A, t- a team that, that, has, that is an expansion team that, that, that they, weren't, they didn't get as lucky as uh, the Vegas Knights. They didn't get lucky as the Pittsburgh no. Penguins, you know, in their maiden voyage. All those teams were stacked. That's true. So this, you know, Seattle, expansion, uh, uh, the Kraken, right, which is a, a sea monster. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Seattle, Washington. Uh, I would have called it uh, the, the Seattle uh, bad weather. Well, it rains a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's well, it's like Vancouver. Vancouver yeah, and Seattle, outskirts. Washington have that gray yeah. Very gray, hazy, and so is Tokyo, Japan. Right. Right. Because, because it, 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 I think it's, the reason is it's because it's below sea level. Yeah. Yeah. It's not above sea uh, level. So you don't get snow in Vancouver, right? It's just always pretty much rainy. 12 very years. rare. Very rare that you get snow. Right. I've been to Seattle. You know, Seattle is, is the, where the birth of uh, Microsoft took place. Yep. Um, Seattle is the birth of uh, Starbucks. That's correct. That's right. It's the birth of Starbucks. So, uh, so, anyways, I I personally, uh, I I personally um, think Seattle's a, a a cool team. But out of all the expansion teams, the Penguins, uh, um, the LA Kings, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, right? They 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 never got the first pick. You, you know what I'm saying to you? Look, yeah, listen, the, the rules, you know, I'll, I'll say this teams. about Vegas. They they played that expansion draft perfectly. Um, they were able to, because of the rules that were in place, they were able to, to get a lot of draft picks from a lot of teams for not drafting certain players. And they got lucky that players like Riley Smith and Marsh or so, these guys were available. Uh, but then, because they had so many draft picks, they could trade those to get other stars like bringing in Tatar and Stone and doing what they did. It just, the, everything lined up for them. So then when Seattle got their team, the NHL could not give Seattle the same luxuries and privileges that Vegas had because, listen. I think they, it's completely unfair. They Stanley Cup final their first year. They have been to the playoffs every year. They've been a contender every year. And here they are again this year. They have the ability to get um, Jack Eichel with already having Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone, those huge contracts on their books. 
Um, so, the, you know, the Vegas has done things the right way, and they've... Yeah, well, Vegas, is, of, Vegas has got a shot at winning the Stanley Cup. A very good shot, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I, the reason why they do is getting rid of they're Philly. doing what Tampa did last year. In order to get Eichel on their team, they're putting Mark Stone on the long-term IR. Stone has an $8 million contract. They're using his back issue as a reason to get Eichel in there. That's what the Lightning did with Kucherov last year. Kucherov didn't play in the regular season. They used that money uh, to be able to you know, have a, a, a full year of being right at the cap and then when the Stanley Cup playoffs start, there's no cap. So you can bring back anyone on IR, which is what the Knights will be able to do with Mark Stone. So they're, they're using that same formula that the Lightning used last year with Kucherov. Well, uh, I'm just I'm really disappointed uh, how Seattle got you know, how Seattle got treated. I, I don't think they were treated fairly. Yeah, I, you know what? Owners couldn't have it that an expansion team was going to come in here and just be better than their teams, right? So, I mean, th- think about it. You know, Vegas goes to the Stanley Cup final in their expansion year. The Maple Leafs have not been to the Stanley Cup final since 1967. Like, how are you supposed to feel about that if you're a Leaf fan? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But if you know if the Leafs get fucking burnt in the first round, yeah. I, I can guarantee your heads are going to roll. Yeah, and you know what? The problem for the Leafs is that unlike the last couple of years when they had Montreal and Columbus, they're going to have a really good first round opponent this year. Uh, you know, it's going to either be Tampa or Florida or Boston. They're, but they're holding their they're holding their own with uh, with Tampa and 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 Boston. You know, the Leafs are third overall. Yeah, no, they've had a great year. And, and the Leafs also are one of the lowest goals against of any team in the, in, in the NHL this year. Yeah, the first half, I mean, well, they're still technically in the first half. I mean, the All-Star game just happened. But I thought, I thought the first 20 or 30 games, obviously, their goals against was a lot better. Campbell was, Campbell was being talked about as a, as a Vesna candidate through the first – 30 games or so, but, it, you know, the roof sort of caved in on him, as you mentioned. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to bring Bill Waters back. Apparently, he finished ordering his pizza. So we're going to take a short break. Don't go away. This is NSS Live, www.nextsports.com. It's free worldwide internet TV. It's available on Apple and any Android phone. And now we're on Spotify. We're on Spotify.
back to NSS Alive. I just want to, we've been telling you that we're now on Spotify. I just want to uh, uh, hinge upon, touch upon uh, Joe Rogan, uh, who, who's, uh, you know, survived uh, what many people would not survive. Uh, the first uh, beating he took was from uh, some iconic uh, superstars, uh, Neil Young, uh, Joni Mitchell, um, that uh, they 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 wanted to, uh, to name a few to remove their music because he was giving misinformation about the uh, the um, COVID nineteen the virus. Now he, he, before I go to the second one where he got caught doing some other stuff, uh, here's here's the thing that bothers me, um, and, and and I'm not a fan of Joe Rogan and I don't listen, but I have Spotify because you don't need a CD player in your car anymore. You don't need to buy CDs because every song known to mankind is on Spotify. And Frank D'Angelo, yours truly, has 17 albums on Spotify. But, but when you go on Spotify, you do not have to listen to me or Joe Rogan or anybody. It's your choice. It's not a forced entertainment. So I don't understand why everybody dumped on Spotify. I really, I really don't. I, I understand why they dumped on Joe Rogan. So... Boycott his show. Yeah, I, I enjoy Spotify, and what what Joe Rogan's situation is has nothing to do with it to me. It's it's everything else. hundred percent. So if right. if you don't like Joe Rogan, don't don't buy don't 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 uh, watch him. Don't buy his product. Don't support right. him. Right. So 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 basically, Spotify took that position and said that they're not going to censor or this and that. That's the point of his show. And um, if you don't want to watch it, watch it. But now, they, they, you know, because when they're after you, they're after you. They found him using the N-word several, 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 oh. several times. That's not uh, considering that John has the rock, who's one of the big uh, uh, superstars in the movies. He's one of the biggest money-making superstars. Supported Joe Rogan at the beginning, right? Mm. So the same, very same thing that I just described. But when he saw the montage or highlight reel of uh, Joe Rogan saying the N-word, he just, he, he just shit on him. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to survive. Hmm. With that. Yeah, I didn't well, hear about that. Apparently he's got 30 million, he's got 30 million people, 30 to 40 million people that uh, chime in and watch him. Well, the thing is, too, there's so many um, block, you know, MMA, UFC fighters, right? Like, well, what are they going to think about that if he's, if he's asking to interview them and talk to them? I mean, that's going to be a real issue for him. Well, he 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 defended him. First of all, he apologized, right. and, but he defended it that he was not doing it like he was. They were using the word to describe that it was a word. Right. First of all, that word is is a. You know, I have a lot of friends that are. Uh, black and uh, they tell me that that word is like uh, a cut right you know it's it's uh, it, it hurts but uh, but anyways um, uh, apparently uh, he's still on and it was uh, it was all over the place for what two weeks straight yeah who were the first two artists that, that left Neil Young was the first one yeah yeah that's right Neil Young who's uh, an iconic artist his music is spectacular. His music was great when he was with Crosby, Steele's Nash and Young. Yes. His music was great as Neil Young. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's brilliant. Oh, no, he's... One of the great artists in the history of music. His music will go down in the history books. I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan's podcast will not go in the history books. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, and then Joni Mitchell join them, and then several other big uh, stars, right? Yeah. And they, and they and they but and I think they made a mistake because I don't think they should deprive people of their music. It's on Spotify, you do not have to listen to Joe Rogan. No, no, no. You, to, I think there's so many other options. His face is on there. Yeah. You, you you don't have to see his face. It doesn't come up right on your face. You know what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but any other platform, he would not have been. He would not have survived. He would have been gone Im- immediately. Yeah. But anyways, you know the, that's the way the world is. Um, you know, there's 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 a there's a there's a, a comedy thing of a of a, a Scottish uh, police captain who's apologizing for misspeaking. For uh, for misspeaking, and and he's got a Chinese lady, and he says, um, "I'm really sorry for saying Chinese whisper. I know that it's it's harmful and it hurts the Chinese, and and I apologize sincerely. And I really had no idea they'd go mental." <laughs> the next one is, "I'm sorry to the mental community." <laughs> and so every time he fucking apologized, he would offend another fucking group. <laughs> He, he was better off to shut the fuck up. Yep. Sometimes better to say nothing. <laughs> he offended like six groups. That's hard to do. That, that is hard to do. It's hard today yeah. to not offend anybody, eh? Oh God! You know that's that's the thing. That, that's the issue someone. I think that Canada is dealing with right now is that. Every decision that's being made, someone's going to be unhappy. One group is going to be unhappy. We're so divided right now that you just can't please everybody. There's never going to be a solution that works for everybody. And that's what I guess the hardest part about everything is right now, is finding that happy medium. Uh, what do you think of Jordan Peterson? Uh, I don't have a real strong opinion. What do you think? I think he's very intelligent. Yeah. He's very articulate. And I think that uh, most of the time he destroys anybody. <laughs> he destroys anybody. That. Um, so what's his deal? He's like a, he's a clinical psychologist, right? He's a professor. Yeah. Okay. And 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 when University of they, Toronto. He's a professor. Yeah. He's a, a psychologist, a professor of psychology. Yeah. And he made headlines when he did not want to address. Uh, transgender people, right? Right, right. Yeah. So he, 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 um, then, he, you know, he argued his case with many, many, many uh, different platforms, different shows, and he basically, uh, you got to watch him. I, I think he's a fun, I mean. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm reading right now he's no longer a tenured professor at the University of Toronto. I guess uh, this what he what he was uh, when he was speaking, he said that I guess some of the stuff that uh, he's been saying is, is people have had a problem with it. Yeah, but he resigned. Oh, he did resign, like willingly resigned. Well, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it, but I read that he resigned. All right. Because because he would not um, 
you know, he, he was a professor of psych- psychology mm-hmm. um, uh, at University of Alberta and McGill University. And then he oh, went... Oh, no, sorry, I apologize. Uh, so that's where he was educated. I apologize. I, he was a professor at U of T. Okay. Yeah, institutions, uh, uh, University of Toronto. Yeah. And and he he created a a, 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 a ruckus when he would not adhere to the new ruling. Right. And, and, and uh, you see, here it is. In the fall of 2021, Peterson resigned from the employment of the University of Toronto. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him, to be well, honest. You've got to watch him because he, he shut Bill Maher's mouth. Like, he's very intelligent. Okay. Oh, he's on with Bill Maher? Frank, how does that happen? Like, he's a special guest with... Yes, yes, he was on the panel. Yeah, yeah. And he was... I mean, this guy is an intelligent man. You don't have to agree with his uh, ideology or his politics or his... Um, but he's, he, it's like Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is a, a ultra-conservative, orthodox Jew in the United States. Very, very smart. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't agree with a lot of his rhetoric, or, or di- well, I wouldn't say rhetoric because he's a pretty smart guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I respect his intelligence. Mm-hmm. And Jordan, you, do you know uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, Eric? I do. Would you, pretty bright guy, would you not say? I would definitely say so. Um... He knows his fucking way around the word fucking... Uh, Globe. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I think Where do you very see Ben smart. Shapiro? Where do you guys see Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro has got a, 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 um, a podcast, and he's also uh, huge on YouTube, and also he's, he talks at various universities. He's an he's a, um, ultra-conservative, yeah. and, and um, you know, he, he will not, uh, he will not, he, his, his net worth is over $20 million, too. Yeah, he's a very, very, I think he's about 30 years old or something, 35, something like that. Yeah, yeah. so he's like, he's considered an American conservative political commentator, author, columnist, lawyer. He's also a lawyer and a radio host. So, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's done a lot in his life. He's very, very smart. Obviously, yeah, to have that kind of... I agree uh, with his, uh, yeah, with his I uh, you know, I, I, I believe, personally... In this world, uh, we've we've evolved, we've emancipated. Mm-hmm. Um, sexuality is uh, is is within the person. As long as they're not doing anything that is harming somebody else, right. sexuality is within the person, and uh, they should be able to live whatever life they want because it's. And most people, um, you know, that that have no choice. That's the way they're wired. Well, I think it, I think that's what you said. I think that's that's fair. You're not discriminating. You're not uh, you're not doing anything to make them feel like they're not included in society. I, I, I think the worst fucking thing you could do as a human being is to hurt another human being because of the way they're wired. Right. And you, you're you're the biggest you're the biggest fucking asshole and and hypocritical asshole for doing that because nobody wants their feelings hurt. Nobody. Can you go in? It's true. That's true. You know, we're like I said, it's 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 crazy that you know you wake up in the morning, Frank, at some of the stuff you read of some of the things that are happening in this world, and uh, 
Mine. Yeah, and I grew. I grew up in a very uh, traditional. I grew up in a very traditional Italian um, immigrant household, uh, and I would say my father was uh, uh, conservative in his in his thinking, but he was a liberal as a Canadian because he loved uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, and uh, he, he, as an immigrant, he thought that uh, Trudeau did a lot for him. Mm-hmm. But he was very conservative. But the point I'm trying to make is. Um, when we had uh, our, one of our cousins that we found out was gay, um, he, he was a little bit um, shocked, mm-hmm. and he didn't know how to react. Right, right. And and I was 13 or 14 at the time, and I told him the best way to react is mind your own fucking business. Yeah, yeah. I remember my, you know, my mom's um, business partner came out gay, and I was really young. And my mom struggled with how to explain it to me. I was a kid. I was 10. I didn't understand. Um, and it, it took her a long time to be able to tell me. And for me to be, because I think some people just, they don't know how to react to it. But I think your way is the best way. Just let people do their own thing. Everybody should live their life yeah. the way they want. Right. It doesn't affect they're not breaking any rules, right. laws, and they're not hurting anybody. Exactly. It doesn't affect me that someone else is gay or transgender i mean how does it no no i've never never it's never been um it's never been something in my life that has held me back from uh respecting or liking somebody as a human being because of their sexual orientation exactly it should never it should never affect that you're right is bill still with us i think he's finishing up with something Uh, sounds like he's chasing somebody around the table Um, but yeah, you know, I had a friend that came out when I was in high school, and um, it didn't affect the way I looked at him or the way you know I was I treated him. Uh, but I do know he definitely struggled with how a lot of other people dealt with it. Uh, there were other well, in high school, there other was parents who or, didn't want their or, kids being friends with him. Well, there was definitely when I was growing up in in uh, elementary school, in grade eight, grade nine, there was a uh, grade eight. Grade seven, there's a couple of guys. You could, they were feminine, right? Yep. And good guys. And I was friends with them. And and in high school, it was a little different because you're you're more of an adult, right? So you're, I guess, they didn't hide their sexuality, right? Yeah. And 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 in my high school, nobody was a fucking bully. Nobody bothered them. That's great. And 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 they actually were quite popular. That's that's really good to hear. Yeah, and 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 now it's 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 not a it's not an issue, right? There's no and no shame in being yourself. Nope. Hundred percent. Jordan Jordan Peterson, he's he doesn't have a problem with people being gay. He has a problem that he that people who um, I guess I don't know if I, I watch an example that are uh, female, born female, he. He won't recognize them as anything else as a female. Right. Okay. And that's. Are you there, Bill? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, Frank. I just. Everything okay? Everything's fine. Yeah, we got everything under control now. Thanks. Good. Good. Uh, you know. So. So. Anyways, that's who Jordan Peterson is, and that's who Ben Shapiro is. And Ben Shapiro is. He, I enjoy listening to him. I, I do not agree with uh, everything he says. Mm-hmm. But he's quite. He's quite intelligent. 
Hey, you know what, though? Why would you want to listen to someone where you're going to agree with everything he says? There's nothing wrong with a good debate or having a different... Well, why would you listen to somebody that you don't respect uh, their intellect? That's also... You don't I, I agree with that, hey. too. You don't want to listen to... Like, like listening to Trump or Sarah Palin or, or, or fucking... Uh, right. uh, you know, I, I was a big fan of Lindsey Graham, but to listen to him in the last month or two, he's, he, he's, he's just lost his fucking mind. So he's... Another one um, like uh, Rudy Giuliani or what? Oh, Rudy Giuliani's cheese fell right off the cracker. He's fucked. Right. Like, I mean, he was on that show, uh, the what is it called, the Mask Singer or the Mask Singer, yeah. Uh, and uh, and every the the two of the fucking judges walked off. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He's, that he's guy you know, went it's, from it's zero to zero. Giuliani was one of the most uh, respected um, U.S. attorneys. In the United States. I mean, he was, was one of the he was one of the most popular men ever after nine eleven. After everything he did, he in was New a York. popular mayor too. He was a popular mayor, and uh, right. And I mean, Koch was not. Rudy Giuliani was. You know. So, anyways, it's, it's he's he's lost his he's lost his fucking mind. I won't listen to uh, Giuliani talk. He's he's nuts. But I was watching Lindsey Graham uh, saying that Biden's useless, <laughs> that he's not doing enough against Russia. Well, fuck yeah. the administration before. Uh, Biden was in cahoots with Russia. Yeah. And, yeah. and why would you uh, put uh, more uh, brutal sanctions on Russia right now? They haven't invaded. You you can't punish somebody for something they haven't done yet, right, Bill? Absolutely, but they're they're threatening, which I find I, I, okay. I, they're threatening, but yes. they haven't. They're they're threatening from their side. They're on their side of the fence. They, they haven't broken any rules yet. I, I, I just don't understand. Uh, you know, Lindsey Graham is not a stupid man. He's a, he's a, 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 again, his academic resume is quite spectacular. Yeah. And, and for him to say shit like that is crazy. So you don't want Russia to start a war, but you put sanctions on them right now, you're going to cause them to start a war. Am I right, Bill? You're not wrong. I mean, it's it's only going to be incendiary to the whole situation. And, and you know, I think they all know that Putin is a bully. I don't know how you handle bu handle bullies. Hey, hey, yeah, listen, whether Putin's a bully or not, and, and I'm not defending him, uh, but I'm, I, I, I understand his point. His point is, whether it's his fault or not, he has segregated himself from all of Europe. Yes. And he is pissed that he is not part of that lucrative, uh, uh, you know, uh, cooperative. Yes. And, but yeah. he's managed to do a great job with, the, with Germany. That's why Germany's been quite silent. Yeah. Because they buy his oil. Mm-hmm. And Biden can cut it off. I don't know how, but... Well, you can cut it off by saying to Germany, if you don't uh, cut it off, we will put sanctions on you from, uh, from NATO and stuff, and you're breaching a uh, NATO uh, policy. Yes, yeah, that's it. But, but what I'm saying to you is Putin is quite upset that he's being isolated by one of the largest uh, common markets in the world, and then on top of that, he believes, and, and rightfully so, that all the guns that NATO was basically put together to to be a, a, an adversary to Russia. Yeah. And he does not want the Ukraine to join NATO because 
the Ukraine is basically at his doorstep. Yes, and it was one of the, one of the countries in the, the old Soviet Union, was it? I was, well, but it was it was robbed by the Soviet Union. Yeah, it was stolen. Poland, the Ukraine, uh, uh, Kazakhstan. They went in there and they took everything over, right? Yeah. So Georgia. You know, they they took they took everything over. And then when the, the you know, the, the, the communist uh, wall crumbled, and, and because the economy was finished, they, they, they were basically bankrupt, right? Everybody went on their own. Yeah, yeah. Bulgaria, Hungary, uh, Poland, the Ukraine, they all, they all went on their own. Yeah. And I, and I really don't believe that Putin wants to uh, take over those countries again. But he would like to have some sort of um, power over them where he would have his own guys in there, yeah, his yep. presidents and leaders, right? Yeah, and, but there are, there are the majority of people, Frank, I would say in Europe, uh, are against giving Putin anything more than what he has because you can't trust him. I, I, agree with, I agree, but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I see his viewpoint. Yes. I, see, I see what he's... I understand what he's, he believes, that he's being threatened. Yeah. You know, he, he believes he's being threatened, and, and he's trying to, I, I'd say, show his military might like the North Koreans do with, with shooting off a rocket every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just saying, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't come near me because uh, we'll, we'll make it bad for you. That's right. Well, I, I don't... <laughs> I just like Putin's history to me is recent, and he was a city hall director at St. Petersburg before he got this position, and he's 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 one one of the most powerful men in the world, if not the most powerful. Well, Putin was a, a KGB, and uh, when when uh, the the communism fell, uh, he survived. Um, a, a riot, a, a bunch of rioters. He was by himself at that KGB yes, uh, thing, and he bullshitted his way out. And then he became Boris, Boris Yeltsin's uh, number one guy. That's right. Yep. And 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 uh, he, you know he was Boris Yeltsin's protege. And 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 Putin, you know whether you love him or not, you, you got to you know give him credit. He took a, a, a crumbled, destroyed um, Russia that was. Uh, a, a, you know, left to crumble by the by the the, the communism, and he turned it into um, a country. Yeah, and a thriving country. So you know, you got that's what he did. That's why if you if you went there right now and you canvassed a bunch of Russian people, they love him. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I'm sure they do. All I'm saying is, I, Putin's not a fool. And I think that if the Americans uh, deal with him properly, um, they will come out of this and negotiate a proper uh, deal, right? Yeah. That that will avoid the, the diplomacy is nine tenths of the law. Yeah. And so yeah. that's today it is. Um, today I, I, it is. I, I'd like to see uh, deals only good if, if it's good for both sides, right? Yeah. And I and, and I, I really think that uh, um, the Americans should use their their heads uh, they've been uh, they've you know they've swam through the world and 
countries and governments and, and been very strong in putting together uh, the infrastructure of democracy. Yeah. Even though the, the, the United States has had their own problems for the last, I'd say, uh, four years, five years on democracy. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I think that I, I really like Mr. Blinken. I think that he's very smart. I think, I think this will be worked out. Because I don't believe the Russians can afford a war. No, I don't. I don't either. And I think he's using uh, the Ukraine, which is a very important to the United States. He's using this to get some his kind point. of uh, negotiated yeah. agreement. He's, he's, he's doing this to make his point, uh, and that's it. I mean, he's he's put out his military might. He showed the world that the Russia has. Whether the world says Russia's bankrupt or the, whether they, they say they're not a, their economy is in a poor state, he showed that Russia has some of the most modern war technology in the world. Yeah. And and listen, let's 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 be straight before we take a break and bring Phil in. Uh, the Russians' intellectual ability of um, academics is second to none in the world. They got great engineers. They got great. Uh, uh, nuclear physicists. They got. Uh, they have some very seriously well-educated people. Yep. So you know, the United States is not the only uh, intelligent superpower in the world. No, I, I. I don't even. I don't know anybody that any country that has as many uh, high, highly educated, highly productive. Highly successful people, you know, the young scientists or the young doctors, whatever they are, they're well trained and they know all there's all there is to know. Look We're talking up, about Russia, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether and and also in the United States too. I don't think there's any country in the world where there's a, an incredible plethora of educated people. But you know, Frank, why would why would Putin? Allow that little fifteen-year-old girl, who's their top figure skater. Well, well, before we go, before it goes, here's the last thing, the last straw. This girl is a is a genius. She's a super talent, and and she got caught. And a lot of Russians yeah. got they got caught in Sochi. They got caught. They've been caught they all the time. All the time. They changed their name. They caught badly. That the lie, like Ben Johnson saying that his urine was switched right. today. Her, the statement came from her camp that by mistake she used her, her grandfather's uh, medication. Yeah, right. And and the other thing, Frank, is the dog ate the ate the notes. Yeah, exactly. So it came take from a short her break. grandfather's. Let's see if uh, what was it? Heart medication. Lots of it's things going on on NSS Live today. We fuck. We I, I don't think we're going to be able to cover everything. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, but we talk about things that matter. We're not talking about the avocado dip. And uh, <laughs> I'll fucking make an omelet in 13 seconds. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Eric, I love you. It's always good hearing your voice, my brother. Talk God to bless you, uh, you and your family. Let's Here's take well. a short break and bring uh, the great uh, Lion of Tampa, Phyllis Pasito. When we both started. Deep in our hearts that it just could not miss 
Who knows? You're right, Frankie. But I, I, just, I just hope there's no war, and I, I, I think that uh, Putin is way, way, way too smart uh, to uh, uh, put himself in a, in a, in a worse position. Of uh, nobody wins in a war. Nobody. I agree. And, uh, I agree and, with and that. it'll be a bloodbath for all sides. For all sides, there's no doubt about that. So, well, I, 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 you know, I was telling Bill that I think that uh, you know he brought out his military to show the world that he's not a he's not a putz and he's not a he's not a, a, a pushover, right? And uh, right. he wants to negotiate, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's not out to cause World War Three. He does not want that in his legacy. He's not. Well, he's a friend of Phil's. Let's leave it at that. He's a what? He's a friend of Phil's. If he if he likes Phil and Phil likes him. And he's a good guy for me. Well, actually, Phil knows I him. was... Phil knows him. And Phil, they asked me... Uh, and, 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 and Phil knows that I, what I said before, that the majority of Russian people adore him. Uh-huh. They still go back to 72. Holy crap. 50 years ago. And they still are... That I was just on a FaceTime call with a couple of friends of mine from Russia. One of them is having a birthday. Sasha, and um, we were talking about everything, and I, and they don't think there's going to be a war. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Anyways, so did you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday? I did. It was great, wasn't it? Uh, uh, first time. Well, I watched last year's because the Bucks were in it, but yeah. this year, you're right, Frankie. It was cold. It was miserable. I put on the fireplace. And I watched the Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah, which I, watched I never the Super really Bowl, do. Uh, with my family, we had a great time. Um, the, the 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 party, um, the entertainment uh, at the half. It's not my my genre of music, but it was very well done. Very talented uh, artists, right? The halftime show was spectacular. Yes, they loved it. All the halftime shows that the Super Bowl puts on is amazing. Well, so, it wasn't my thing either. No, it's and not I my taste of music, but they were very talented. I changed channels. <laughs> no, I watched it. I was curious. I watched it. I mean, for me, the best halftime show that I ever saw in my life on uh, the Super Bowl was Michael Jackson, and the second one, which was at par with Michael Jackson, was Prince. Oh, Prince, yeah, yeah. Who? Prince, yeah. It I was, thought there was, was three. Just fucking amazing. What a, what a spectacular artist. What a sad, yeah, Prince sad and Michael Jackson's for, uh, were really star. good. Really good. Me? But, you know, what are you going to do? You you do, you, you let them do what they got to do and and let them go. It doesn't mean that I have to watch it. No, no. no, no like That's you said, it. you switch the channels. I don't watch the Super Bowl also because I like the commercials. I, I did watch some of the commercials. We, we didn't get... I liked the Tony Soprano commercial with the... Yeah, his, you know, the... his daughter I liked that. driving the new electric uh, pickup truck by GM. Yeah, for General Motors. But other than that, I don't know. It was, it was a good game. It was a good game. I was kind of upset about all the flags at the end, you know, all the penalties. Uh, but... they, the referees went wild then. But all of the playoff games, the last seven games have been outstanding. Uh, you know, last-second victories and 
Not yeah. People, not too many people left the bar on any of those, I'll tell you. You're talking about the Super Bowl? Yeah. I thought it, I thought last year was spectacular. And, and, and uh, Steve Brady, another fucking Super Bowl, was beyond my wildest dream. And I picked the Bengals this year, so when I was a little saddened, uh, I mean, I loved watching the Super Bowl, but I'm pretty sure my bookie was very happy. <laughs> fucking prick. I'm sure he was. <laughs> but uh, but um, um, I just wanted to I, I just change gears before I get into hockey. Have you guys, there's a series uh, right now on Showcase called Billions. And if you want to watch yes. something that's fucking well done, Paul Giamatti is, is uh, one of the leads there. But it's, it's, Absolutely fucking well done. So we, we just started, started watching, started it, watching Frank. it last week, but it's in its sixth season. So we started from season one. We're into season two now. But it is—it's about a, um, a U.S. state attorney uh, in the Southern District going after a, 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 a brokerage house. Oh yeah, he's a multi-billionaire, and he's just on him. Uh, you got to watch it. It's very well done. I don't know if you're a fan of Paul Germonte. I am. I just fans. started watching it. Huh? We just started watching it. Is it amazing or is it not amazing? Well, we watched the first two episodes, and I, I found it very interesting. Well, wait till you get to the fucking fifth one, brother, because I know your taste. And, and, and it's very well done. The dialogue, the acting, the storylines are fucking amazing. Frank, what what is it on up here? What, what, what? showcase? Crave Crave TV. If you got uh, Crave TV, you go on demand. Crave to me, it's free, right? And it's there. But it's it's a, it's a, it's on the American Network Showcase. Yeah. Which most of the cable sur- uh, uh, suppliers in the United States providers uh, they have Showcase on there because it's it's it, they do a great job. Showcase has. Uh, Incredible movies, incredible series, incredible content. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's uh, slide over to hockey. So the Toronto Maple Leafs are third overall, and they have one of the best goals against of any team in in in, in the NHL. So so do you think we'll be able to maintain this? Oh, well, they're up against the cap like a lot of teams, so it's hard to make a change. And, I mean, everybody is going to try. Every general manager will try to upgrade if they can. But when you got the salary cap like it is and you're up against it, it's very difficult to do. Do you and think any way, uh, team will rent a these... player to the Toronto Maple Leafs for the playoffs? I'm sorry, say again? Do you think any other teams that have no chance at making the playoffs will rent one of their players to the Toronto Maple Leafs for the playoffs? <laughs> Not rent, no. no. There's no I, I, renting. I, I, I mean, you're going to pay for it. If you want to get a good player, you're going to have to pay for it. If you want to get a player to help you, you're going to have to pay for it. And yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, when I say rent, I mean that it's, it's just uh, for the playoffs because they, some of these guys go back to the original team. Well, yeah, it would have to be an unrestricted free agent for sure. And then you're going to have to give something up. Oh, and yeah. if you're 
the cap, you're going to have to do something there. Money's Did you, can gonna... you send somebody to the miners? No, you're not going to be able to get any gifts, Frank. You'll pay at least for a guy just from March 21st, you'll pay at least a third-round pick. And if he's and if he's got any term on his contract, like if he's he's just not there for three months, you'll pay for and the guys have to pick it up. Or you'll you'll pay a first, first. I mean, look at Calgary give a first for to to Foley. Uh, they gave a first and a first and a fifth, Phil. Right, and uh, Pitlick, but it doesn't. You know, I mean, you think about that for Toffoli. So they're looking for a lack more scoring, I suppose, yes. than the playoffs. And they got a damn good team, Calgary. Here's two years on his contract. You get two more years. That's part of the – so they've got him for two years on top of this run right. to the playoffs. And that's why they gave him a first. Yes. So um, there's two guys in Montreal. You know, I mean, Sherratt is one of them. Yes. Petrie is another one. But uh, those guys, if they've got a term on their contracts, it's going to cost, man. It's going to cost big. If not, it's still going to cost. But, you know, it's just, it it's going to be a, a, a crapshoot. But every guy, every team, like in the East, you can pretty well say who's going to be in the, yeah. in the top, you know, in the playoffs. I mean, I really believe that. Yeah, there's but, uh, both, you know, both conferences, uh, both uh, both and the divisions within have uh, have a clear demarcation. There's four, and then there's four that can't make it, and four and four that can't make it. So you're pretty yeah. well certain of what's going to be in the playoffs in the East. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, like in the I, Atlantic I, I, Division, I, I'm not, there's no I'm doubt there's going to be four teams. Me personally, I'm not going to count uh, uh, the Detroit Red Wings out yet. Well, they can get on a run, and if Boston fails, but they're not going to catch Toronto or the Lightning or the Panthers. No way. No, they're not. But they might burn Boston. Well, they could. They can get in a wild card, too, maybe. Yeah, that's it. They're a quick team. I'm not saying that they're going to... But sometimes these teams get lucky when they slide in, they eh, fell. Oh, without a doubt. Look what St. Louis did from, you know, years when they won the Cup. Went yep. from zero to nobody, and they won the Cup. Goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. And they've got that uh, Bennington, the guy, the kid that took them to the Cup, He's an unrestricted free agent, and he's going. They've got another goalie that they picked up from Finland, I think. Huso. I think his name is Huso. Huso, yeah. That's who it is, Phil. Huso. And yeah. he's very, very good. Yep. So uh, I, I think St. Louis, based on what they're doing right now, have got to run at this. They, they've, they've, Their team has really improved. They've got some good young kids that – kid that won the fastest uh, skating competition Cairo is a very good young player very good. and uh, they've they've St. Louis are playing much better much yes, they are do you think that Fleury is going to go somewhere Did you tell Mohammed
They talk a lot about it, Phil, but I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I guess it, it's up to Flurry. Yeah. If he's got a chance to win a Stanley Cup, but he's got a no move, Phil. So he's not just going to go for the sake of playing around in the playoffs. He's going to he's going to have to have in his own mind an opportunity to win another cup. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, and uh, I mean, I I think that they, I feel that um, they make uh, one thing about Edmonton. I, I just I like Mike Smith. I do. Yeah. But he's what, 40, 41 years old. Yeah, but he's in he's an impeccable nine. But it, I, they got to do something with the goaltending. They got to, and they might be able to make a run. Yeah. Well, I so I don't think as much as they've got two of the best players in the world, they were so badly coached, and he played the big guys like he played the big the, the good players too often. And they just—I uh, watched them near the end. There, they were awful. And now, since they brought in the new guy, uh, whose name eludes me, but uh, Dave Manson is the assistant coach. They've won yeah. games and they've played the game the way you have to play to win, with some structure. They had no structure before. Right. And the goalie got a shutout last night, but that was the kid uh, uh, from. Uh, their minor league team. They brought him up, and he really, yeah. So who knows what's going on there? I, 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 I heard that uh, uh, Connor McDavid's got a sore leg, but I've also heard that Connor McDavid's got a sore ass. He's tired of them fucking around with that team because he's been there five years now, and, and he can take as much of the blame as he wants. But you know, you'd like to have a chance to get into the playoffs and win a round. Yeah. Listen, listen right there, uh, the, you know, the Edmonton Oilers had a chance to pick up Flurry from 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 um, when he was a free agent. And, and he was to Chicago. Yeah, that, that was when he, from Las Vegas. Yeah, they, they could have Frank, yeah. And the Blackhawks took Said to dump him for salary purposes. But because Mark Andrew Flurry would have done a great job in Edmonton. Without a doubt. He's a great goalie. He's a great teammate. He's awesome in the fucking dressing room, and he and he's a, an amazing goalie. Yes, he is. His record proves that. <clears throat> but they didn't do that. And you, you know, Edmonton's got the same disease as the Philadelphia Flyers. For for ten years, they just kept put a revolving door in the crease, and and goalies kept coming in and out. Yeah. No, since Hexall, still... they never had any stability in that. Bernie Perron and Hextall. And after that, it, it was it was a free-for-all. Well, Bernie Perron, yes. they had the kid that got killed in the car accident. He Lindbergh. could have been... Pelly Lindbergh. Yeah, Pelly Lindbergh. Pelly yeah, Lindbergh he was, was going to be their... Apparent, uh, Bernie. To Bernie Perron, he was Bernie that Perron guy. Bernie was amazing. He was at the pinnacle of his career. Uh, he left Toronto because Ballard wouldn't pay him. And he won a Stanley Cup uh, in, in Philadelphia. Yep. And and he's, he's, he's still there. Phil knows about them both. No, you, you know about one, Phil. They took one from you. They shouldn't have. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then they beat Buffalo, I think, in the last one. Who? Right. Uh, 76. Yeah. I was there. And Hextall was in that. 
and uh, uh, the Buffalo Sabers could not get uh, Dominic Kasich to play because uh, you know there was a big rumor mill between him and the, the coach. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they had a kid from uh, a kid from Toronto in net, and I was I was there in the, at, at Buffalo to watch that game. And then the Flyers dominated; and they won. And then I watched the Detroit Red Wings beat the Philadelphia Flyers in the finals. That's right, in the final four straight. I sat beside the Phil Esposito's buddy, Ted Ziegler Jr. with the with the George Hamilton suntan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my son, uh, you know, uh, uh, Joseph, please don't talk his ear off. Okay, you met him; he's being nice to you. You know what he heard? Talk to the fucking guy till he can't take it anymore. That's what he heard, my son, because all he did was talk to him. But he was very nice to him. We were sitting right beside him. We had great seats, and we watched, uh, you know, uh, Stevie Eiserman uh, lift up the cup that that game. It was unfucking believable. Right. Good for Stevie too. I'm happy for him. Uh, he was, um, he, and, yeah, but he was know, at, when he won against the Philadelphia Flyers, Steve Eiserman was at the pinnacle of his career. Well, he also turned his game around, eh? And really learn how to do it. And do you like think Scotty Bowman helped help him turn his game around in Detroit? Yeah, well, Bowman, yeah. Bowman challenged him. Yeah, he tried, Bowman tried to so. trade him, and Bowman broke uh, Fedorov. Yeah, he broke him. He put him as a winger. He put him on defense. He put him as a center. I'm surprised he didn't put him in a fucking net. And he got rid of Keith Primo. He hated Keith Primo. Packing to Philadelphia. I hear via the grapevine that Scotty Bowman and his son don't speak anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, that's sad. And you know, Scotty knew all about it. I don't know. I don't know how that would have evolved, but Scotty was there at that time. I don't think he knew about it. By the way, I think if Scotty Bowman would have known about it, he wouldn't allowed it to to continue. That's my personal opinion. Can uh, can Joel Quenville come back and coach, say, for another team next okay. year? With the, only with the permission and approval of the commissioner. Okay. No, I, I, I believe that Joel I Quenville think we're will be back, and I think that's a great question that you asked. What's that, Phil? I think we're going to see him. Yeah, me too. I think. I hope he does, too. For Joel's sake. But I, I don't think Batman will let him. You don't think so, eh, Billy? Well, I that's just my own thought. Just the way he said it and the way this is a this is a very sore spot for the league, and uh, so it should be, even though it was 10 years old. I mean, there are people that say the commissioner overreacted, uh, but I would never say that publicly. But... I don't think the commission overreacted. I don't think that there's a, even a fucking inch of room for that kind of fucking shit. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, the, the 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 NHL had mud on their face because it took them so long to react, and Chicago paid the fucking uh, price. Yeah, they, and and the guy Quenville paid as big a price as anybody. Well, yes, you know, sir. Guilty by association. Left on his right? contract. Guilty by he association. Did. But some guys get lucky, and uh, and 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 they, be, you know, there's a tragedy that they're, they're a part of, and uh, they come out of it unscathed, like Jim Jordan. And uh, you know, he 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 was he, his students were getting abused, and he he didn't get blamed. 
and he was there. And Jim Jordan, I, I mean, um, Joe Quinville was there, and he got blamed, and he, got, he lost his uh, career. Well, and Joe also, unfortunately, uh, lied to the lawyers, said he didn't know anything about it. Sent notes to sent a note to the, the the guy that was doing it to thank him for his years of service. So I didn't, see, I didn't know that. that. And if that's a, if that if those are facts, then there's no way he'll ever be back in the NHL. Yeah, no, that's that's why I think Batman said with the, with uh, the uh, approval of the commissioner, and he may not be the commissioner forever. But why well, he's not? Nothing's forever. No, uh, 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 Joel will be in his seventies by then. But Quinville's got lots of money. Does he really give? Does he really fucking need it, Phil? No, but I think he was on the verge. I think he would have broken Scotty Bowman's record for most wins. Yeah. Because this Florida team is very good. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Very good team. So as a coach is very special and I, I I I really felt badly for him. I'm with Frank. I mean there's no room in a, in the sport or anywhere. Listen, what what happened to Maple Leaf Gardens was was you know in the Toronto Maple Leafs the franchise uh, came out of it unscathed. Yeah, there were no players involved though, Frank. No, the, the, I'm talking about the the the, the team, the business, the, the Yeah, yeah. The, I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the business. The Ballard. No, uh, I know, but corporation. If if that that's one thing, but when the players are involved, and the coaching staff is involved, that's another thing. And that's, that's what the that, Leafs did. I agree. Mario is what happened in Michigan with Jim Jordan, exactly the way you described it. Uh, coaching staff and players and and everybody knew about it. Yeah. And nobody did anything about it. No. That's why. And well, uh, anyways, are you guys surprised, uh, by the way? Pardon me? You guys, go ahead, Frank. I was just going to say it's sad when, 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 when a guy at the end of his career or, or, or at the last chapter of his career, it ends like that. I mean, the same thing with Babcock. His career ended up uh, on a pile of shit. Yeah. It's sad. You know, and, and uh, a lot of coaches uh, that, that that had a, a future in the NHL are nowhere to be found anymore. And one of them was the coach of the Buffalo Sabres. Did he win coach of the year? Who, Nolan? Eddie yeah. Nolan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and, and where is he now? Well, I think he's living in... I don't know. Garden River? Did he did he coach for you, Phil? He coached the Sioux Grounds, yes. Yes. Did he, he coach was, for you uh, at all, Phil? I like Teddy a lot. That's I like where Teddy. Always he's have. from up there, right, Phil? He's up from up that way. He's from Wawa, Ontario. He's from Wawa, Ontario, from where Chris Simon is? Yes. Chris Simon's from Wawa, Ontario. Yeah. Which is just yep. down the street from Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Right. Thunder Bay. I tried to I tried to talk Teddy into coming here in the first years of our expansion. Yeah. 
but uh, his wife didn't want to come to Florida. And, and then that he was, says, that you was know Nolan? what? Nolan, yeah. I don't think. So. He must have had a lot but, of power over him because he had opportunities that he didn't take, Phil. And that's the first I've heard of the Tampa opportunity. That would have been a nice job. Yeah, because I had other plans for him. You know, the same as like when Terry took the job. Three years was supposed to be his limitation, and then he'd move on into being um, director of player personnel and yeah. all of that other head of pro scouting and all that other stuff. But you make the playoffs, and all of a sudden he wants to be coach again, and he ends up um, going up over my head to get more money. Yeah. And that bothered me. bothered me a lot. But you know, so you, that, you know, uh, the, the NHL is not, no different than the NFL or Major League Baseball. It has its ups and downs. It has um, social injustices, right? Yeah. It has. Well, and things go in cycles, eh? I mean, they really do. You're up and you're up and you're up for a while, and then you go down, and just the way it is. Yeah. That's why the Red Wings making the playoffs, what was it, 25 years in a row or something? Yeah. When they did? And they never ever got a real first uh, uh, top eight or ten pick. They were always Phil, after that. better than anybody. They spent yeah, but, 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 but Phil, I mean, I think the Detroit Red Wings' biggest problem was that they stayed um, with the same squad as it started to age and did not, uh, you know, it's like a, 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 a company that doesn't uh, keep up with their technology and keep up with the, with the trends. <clears throat> they become antiquated. They become a dinosaur. And I think that the, the Detroit Red Wings, they stayed with uh, all those guys for a long time, and, and they got old, and they, were, they, were, they, they didn't change anything. And, and then they got, became irrelevant. They went from a massive irrelevancy and talent and, and, and playoffs to being totally irrelevant. And then they, they, they had nothing to build a team on for a long time. Yeah. And, and, and yep. That's my view. And, when, and, when, and when, when they had problems with goaltending and Toronto beat the shit out of them because they had Shovel Day in that, the next year they, they fucking went out and, and they got uh, Mike Vernon. Who played? Who won a Stanley Cup with the uh, Calgary Flames? And right behind That's him was Osgood. Yeah. And then That's Osgood right. became their guy. He was there for what a good twelve years. I don't know how long he was there. He's still on TV no, with them. All that. I don't think it was twelve years, but it was a while. That long? No. I remember Osgood uh, playing when the Detroit uh, Red Wings lost against the uh, San Jose Sharks. And it was because it was because Osgood came out to play the Osgood came out to, to play the, the puck and he misplayed it. And he misplayed it and uh, they scored and that was the end of the series. You guys remember that? Yes. And he was a rookie Osgood. And when they interviewed him he almost cried. Yeah, that was the year after the Leafs beat them, Frank. There's two years in a row they lost in the first round. And that was against the Sharks, yeah. That's right. That's right. Sharks. You know what, Bill? Were you surprised about Marty, St. Louis? 
I was, Phil, because like, I, I really, you know him. I don't, I've never met him. I watched him play in, in uh, St. John's for the Flames, you know, when, it, when, he, when he first yeah. came, came up and played in the minors, but I never got to meet him. I guess he's a pretty nice kid. He's a great guy. He really is. He's a great guy. And my feeling, somebody asked me that here, one of the reporters, and I said, my feeling is that they needed to do something for the interim and, and set the culture. Yes. And Mark will do that. They knew they weren't going to go anywhere. Yeah. And and so he takes it and let Marty lets him, and it gives Marty the opportunity to feel it and find out about it, yeah. whether he would like to continue to pursue it or not. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what this is all about. And knowing Marty, he's not going to give up. No. Uh, even on this year, he's not going to give up, you know? He's not. He's going to try to change the culture of that team. But that team's going to be way different, Yeah. for sure. They're going to trade oh, yeah. at least two or three more players, I think. Oh, Christ, Phil. They, they, they have to. They yep. have to. I don't know how Bergevin got another job so quickly, except that they tell me he's a good friend of uh, of Robotai's with the Kings. Yeah, he's out there in Los Angeles, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because Bergevin's a great player. Who? I mean, Bergevin's a great uh, a hockey uh, brain. He's Bergevin's got a great hockey brain. Well. well Good scout, real good scout. But yeah. I'll never forget Bergevin when he was here with us. And he came in to see me after the year. And he says, listen, I will not come back in this team if Klima is here. And I said, what? He said, if you keep Peter Klima, I will not come back. Now, we just made the playoffs with our power play. And Klima spoke Czech and Hamelik was the key, right? And so I said, Mark, you can't tell me that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. If I mean, if I think I can get something or somebody or whatever, he said, well, then I don't want to come back. I said, fair enough. Uh, where well, would Peter, you like Peter, to go? Peter Klima, where, 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 where did he start his career? So I traded him to Pittsburgh. Yeah. But where, where, where was Peter Klima before Tampa? Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. So, so because I remember, uh, I didn't think he was a bad player, but I remember uh, at, he, he was he was young. He he was like twenty one or twenty two. Uh, was he would he have been that age in Detroit? He, well, he might have been. I mean, the, his story is fascinating. How Nick Polano got him out of the Czech Republic. I mean, in a, a tank, a gas tank of a Mercedes truck through the border in Switzerland. It, it's a fascinating story. Fascinating. Let's not forget that was communism back then. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you it's a fascinating truck. story. So, so was his first team in the NHL the Detroit Red Wings? It was the Detroit Red Wings, yes. Cause because I remember it was either the, 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 Montreal playing Detroit or Toronto playing Detroit. And I, I was watching it. And the commentator was flipping out on Peter Klima, just like um, Kelly, Kelly Rudy did um, uh, last year or the year, no, two years ago, uh, when, um, oh, fuck, 
who is the play? just my mind went blank. Uh, the, he's playing phenomenal this year. He held out and went back, and when he came back in the playoffs, he was terrible. Um, oh, fuck. What team do you know? For the tournament beliefs, who, who, who sat out and, and, and got uh, what he wanted, and then he came back out of shape and played in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're Nylander, Frank. Nylander, yeah. So, so Nylander... Kelly Rudy lost his mind. I've never seen Kelly Rudy uh, get upset like he did. That he said Nylander has no business playing on the team. He's out of shape. He's out of the. He's out of the play. He Toronto's playing shorthanded when he's on the line, and it's it it, it was almost deja vu when I heard Kelly Rudy freak out because I had heard the commentator, uh, one of, I forget who the who who it was doing the color for uh, Detroit. When Peter Klima was on the ice, and he he just lost his mind on that yeah. Peter Klima was not getting in the play, right? He, 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 they were playing like shorthanded. Yeah. But, but Peter Klima was a great skater. Did he ever play for Toronto briefly? No. No, no, no. never, Frank. So he went no. from he went from Detroit to Tampa, and from Tampa to Pittsburgh. Edmonton. Edmonton. That's what I remember Edmonton. now. Yes. Yes. He yes. scored the uh, overtime goal in Boston, yes. the third overtime. He hadn't played the whole game. And Mucker threw him he, out he there. He did and, a cave uh, for his career in Edmonton. What's that? He did okay for his career in Edmonton. Yes, he did. He, he was yes. very, very well liked by the fans, and he was extremely relevant as an Edmonton Oiler. Well, he was. Well, he would. He wouldn't check his hat. That was the problem. But that's that's what the guy in Detroit was losing his mind. Yeah. That 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 he he would be like completely oblivious of of uh, back checking. Yeah. Doing anything. No defensive commitment. Yeah. Another player that had that kind of style was uh, Sergey Berzin, who I loved. Like you know, he had he could shoot the party, but he did well for himself in Chicago. But did not do well yeah. in Toronto. Do you remember Sergey well, Berzin? You get an opportunity someplace different, you know. And yeah, but Phil, it's what you said. Sometimes you fit in a puzzle in the other team. Right. And you don't look, you don't stick out. You blend, and you do. He, well, he was very. He was extremely relevant in in for the Chicago Blackhawks. And Nylander now looks like a fucking superstar. Yeah, well, he, he's a hell of a player. He's he got, really is. He's got incredible wheels. He's got incredible hands. He's he's got a, he's a, he, he and 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 I I don't you know I don't know the man personally, but I've heard he's great in the dressing room. The people the guys love him. He's a very humble guy. And, well, and the Leafs, I believe, have a very good chemistry this year. The Leafs, absolutely. The, the, it the could very like well be that Toronto and Tampa will be in the first round. Pretty well, well be. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this: if if Toronto plays um, Campbell uh, all the way through, if Campbell has a bad game. They're going to fucking lose, guaranteed against Tampa. If if Toronto goes with Campbell 
and he has a bad game, and they go with Peter Morazic, and he wins. They got to stick with Morazic. Then they'll have a chance, mano a mano against Tampa. That's my fucking two cents. Well, that's why everybody'd love to get in that first place, and they end up playing the fourth place team, which could be Boston, could be the Wings. You know, you don't know, and but then again. I don't care whether it's Boston, Detroit, Toronto, Florida. I don't care who you're going to play. They're go- it's going to be a very, very tough series. Fucking right it is. Yeah, they're very evenly matched, yeah. Yeah, but it's also, yeah. it's like he says, like you said too, Bill, it's the first round. Your players are all fucking tense because they don't want to fucking be kicked out in the first round. No, 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 they've had to. They've had good years, and they don't want to go out first. Yeah, and, and a lot of the guys in the first round are a little beat up from the season. Yeah. Yep. Some guys are coming back off injury, and they're a little, you know, fresh still. They're, you know, they're still in the fucking fletching with, with you know, when you come back from an injury, you, even if you're completely healed, it's psychological. You need about three or four games to shake it off. Yes. Or you keep flinching. Yeah. You know, so anyways, I, I, I think I, I would love to see the Toronto Maple Leafs play the Lightning. Um, but you see, then then on paper, we're fucked because uh, Tampa's got one of the best goalies in the world. Yes. No, he's, a, he's a giant. Tampa's a team like, again. He's a giant, and he play, he's got the flexibility of, uh, of a five-foot-six goalie. Yeah. Am I well, right, Well, I think that series will come down to two things. Goaltending and special teams. A hundred percent. And one more thing, Phil. I think it'll come down to three things. Uh, goaltending, number one. Special teams, number two. And firepower. If, if Toronto is shooting on all cylinders, they have a lot of firepower, right? Better believe they do. And if, and if Tampa is shooting on all cylinders, holy fuck. Stamkos, he could shoot. Kucherov, he, they could shoot. Like, you guys have some fucking heavy-duty snipers. Yeah, they've got yeah. a good team, Frank. They got a better defense. They, they. I, I don't care about defense because 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 you know we criticize Toronto about defense and they got the, the lowest goals against in the league. One of the one of the lowest goals against. Yeah. So so I don't care about that. I think that like Phil said, goaltending, special teams, and my I think top three things that are the the main ingredients to winning a Stanley Cup is firepower. If you can't score goals, you're fucked. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. But in the playoffs, things tighten up, really tighten up. So you're right. I mean, once in a while it's a blowout, but not very often. Not very often. There's much room on the ice in the playoffs, as you know, Phil. People say the referees referee differently, but the fact is that everybody checks so closely in the playoffs. But the refereeing last year was fucking horrific. Last well, year, the, in the playoffs, the refereeing was checks. fucking horrific. But uh, like Billy said in the playoffs, everybody checks a lot closer, yeah. a lot so, tighter. So let me tell you another thing here. Biggest thing, and I don't want to take anything away from, I don't know the man, I think he's a, one, a good human being. I think that the, the, the problem Toronto's going to have also as a, a being handicapped and as a liability is going to be the coaching. Because... I, you know, you're going against Cooper, who's a fucking uh, rock star uh, uh, of a coach, 
and and um, you're going with a with a rookie coach who has no never won a Stanley Cup in his fucking life, and I don't think he's ever been on a Stanley Cup uh, team. Well, he used to play. He used to play. He played in Tampa, the Leaf coach. But I don't know. That was when they weren't making the playoffs. No, he, as far as I know, he's never played on a Stanley Cup winning team. No. As, a, as a, an assistant coach or as a player. What, what, well, I'm trying, what I'm trying to tell you is he got a coach by John Tortorello. He got a coach last year by the coach of the Montreal Canadiens. And if he goes against Cooper, unfortunately, I'm going to have to put my money on Cooper. Yes, I agree, Frank. No, the, when you look at it, they got a better defense, they got better forwards, they got a better goalie, and they got a better coach. Uh, well, the coach is the guy who brings it all together, right? Yeah. So, so, so you know, Cooper. Uh, I, I met him once uh, when we went to meet um, Stevie Eiserman at, at uh, in Tampa. With, I was with my father-in-law George, and um, and he he's a very nice man. Uh-huh. Very, very unassuming, very humble man. Eh, eh, eh Phil? Well, Coop, ah, he's a good guy. He yeah. really is. Yeah, he's so, a good. So, so, so what I'm what I'm saying is Toronto will have. If they play Tampa in the first round, they will have their work cut out for them. Yeah, but even if they have to play the Florida Panthers, or even the, it doesn't matter. I think, I think Toronto beat round, the Florida Panthers. There's going to be two teams knocked out in the first round in, in the Atlantic Division that are super hockey teams. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, but that, that, that happened to Tampa two years in a row. Where they got murdered in the first round against the Montreal Canadiens. Years ago, yeah. Yeah, Carey Price. By, and Carey Price did the same thing to Toronto last year that he did to Tampa. He single-handedly beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. By himself. Yep. And he almost beat, uh, you know, he almost beat Tampa by himself. Yeah, he was good. He was real good. Real, real good. So, but that kind of pressure really puts a strain psychologically on a human being. Yeah. To have the fucking weight of your whole fucking team on your shoulders, it's got to be uh, 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 crushing your soul. Yeah. And that's well, why you had issues this year, poor guy. They, they still got 37, 38 games left. Some teams have forty-two. It's games the end left. of April, Phil. They, they, the regular over until the end of April. Yeah. You know, guys, I just want to change a bit because we only got 10 minutes. So so there's going to be a, a documentary on uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, and I, I've always found him extremely in- interesting. And, um, you know, the guy was, what, six foot four, six foot five? He was a big, he was a big man. Yes, he was. And um, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is they're doing a, a documentary on him, and I'm going to watch it because I found him quite interesting. But when he was president, he was president in some of the worst time historically for the United States of America. There was massive, massive protests all through the United States about Vietnam. Oh, yes, yes. uh, There was massive protests in the United States over civil rights. Yeah. The the, the United States was, was really having some serious issues. When that's why he didn't run 
for the second uh, uh, to, uh, to be the leader of uh, the Democratic uh, Party uh, for for a second term. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he it was too hard on him, and his heart, his ticker wasn't very good. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, I, fuck you! You smoke and, uh, a giant cigar and eat two, three steaks a fucking day. I'm pretty sure no matter who the fuck you are, your ticker's not going to be that good. Yeah, that's true. He was a meat and potatoes yeah. guy. I liked him. I mean, I was too, too young, uh, very young, uh, to have understood him. But now, in the last, you know, I like politics. I like watching it. I like understanding. I, I thought he was quite quite a guy, very smart. And apparently, he used the the, the F word like uh, it was going to style. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Did, did, but, did, did, what did you think of uh, Linda B. Johnson, Phil? Well, <clears throat> when John Kennedy got assassinated and he was there and he ended up being the the president, uh, at first I wasn't sure because I liked Kennedy so much. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure. And um, by the way, he must be turning over his grave the way the Democrat Party is gone. 100%. But that's another story. I agree with you. And he, but then I thought this guy had to face a lot of turmoil and, and with Vietnam and with um, the racial incidents down in down the in South. Alabama and wherever Louisiana wherever it was. It was in Mississippi. And, and you Mississippi know, isn't that isn't a, that uh, where that movie came out of? Uh, Mississippi's Burning. That's so right. William Defoe right. and Gene Hackman. Right. Did you see that movie? movie? It's based yes, on a true I did. story. I liked, it. I liked it a lot. It was a brilliant movie. Um, um, but what I'm what I'm trying to tell you is, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson uh, was uh, one of the reasons that Kennedy got elected. That's why they Probably. picked him as a vice president. Oh yeah, sure. He needed a strong, right he needed a strong, solid Texas with him. running mate. And he brought the great state of Texas with him. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes sir. Yeah, oh, you should pick the right vice president. There's no doubt about it. Oh, oh, yeah. Because because the vice the vice president, you like 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 uh, Ronald Reagan was a genius for getting George W. Bush as his vice president. Yeah. And, and no. what a combination. Same idea. Yeah. George W. Bush was a great man, and he was a great president. Yep. I liked him, too. And a gentleman. Yeah, he was a gentleman, but he, he but he had big, a big set of balls. He was the president. That guy was a fucking president. Well, that's all I can say now, is I don't care what political persuasion you are, Democrat, Republican, Independent, I don't care. If you don't see how bad a job this man is doing, there's something wrong. That's well, all I, th I think it's too uh, early in in in, uh, in the race to really put Are a nail in. Are you kidding, Frankie? What he's allowing at the southern border is a disgrace, and now it's happening in the northern border. It's a uh, disgrace. You know, I mean, these people I mean, come in. We're going to see in the fall uh, if they don't pick up their fucking uh, if they don't pick up their uh, pants. You're going to see that the, the the Democrats are going to lose the House. 
doesn't matter. He's still going to be the president for three more years. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He'll be a, he'll be a, a, a completely uh, a, a president because he, he, if once you lose the House and the Senate, no matter what you do, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. True. To be a, a, a president that can get things done, whether they're good or bad, you need to have the House and the Senate. That way you can do whatever you want. Well, I agree with you totally, except for one thing, and it's not Hillary. Bill Clinton did a magnificent job when the Republicans were in the Congress, head of the House and all that, and he brought things together. Yeah, he but Bill Clinton was a dealmaker, and Bill Clinton is the only president in the last, I'd say, 50 years that uh, gave a balanced budget to uh, the next president. Yeah. A balanced That's budget. Right. And the economy got great. And yeah. Everything well, Bill, Bill Clinton, you know, he's he's a dealmaker. He I, I, I like Bill away, Clinton though. even now. I, I was at a dinner in New York for the yeah. um, for the food banks. And all the chefs, Multomario, Emerald Agassi, they cooked that night. And, and there was Jimmy Fallon there. There was uh, uh, Bill Clinton and... So everybody that went up and talked, and Stanley Tucci was the MC, and everybody that went up and talked had their fucking notes. You know who didn't have a fucking note? Bill Clinton. He yeah. went up there and took over and charmed the fuck out of everybody. Oh, yeah, he was a good speaker. Good speaker. Good. He's like a, a relaxed, good guy. So you know who didn't like Bill Clinton? Norm MacDonald, the comedian. Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't like him. Comedian. He didn't yeah, like yeah. him. But but he spoke at the um, Washington Correspondents' Dinner, and they became friends. Yeah. And 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 uh, I just tell you this before we leave. So uh, the um, the the what was his name? Is uh, the chairman of um, of the finance there? What was his name? Uh, Alan Greenspan. Alan Alan Greenspan just got married, and he married a younger girl. And uh, he, uh, Norm Macdonald said that she, he promised to love her and cherish her, and she promised to speak to him only in his good ear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for a wedding present, Alan Greenspan devaluated the peso because they were going to Mexico on their honeymoon. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, That's funny. it is what it is. What it is. But uh, I like what you said, Phil. It doesn't matter what uh, what uh, political party you like. you got to admit when somebody's doing a shit job. Yeah, yeah you just have to. If you don't, I don't and understand you're fucking stupid it. and blind. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm an independent more than anything, but um, that's why I thought Bill Clinton did a good job. And I probably would have voted for John Kennedy if I could have voted back then. Um, and, uh, but to watch this man, I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for him. Maybe I shouldn't, but I feel sorry for him. He looks totally out of place and his vice president is a disgrace. Well, I wouldn't say she's a disgrace, but I can tell you this from my side, she's a total disappointment. Disappointment? She's a disgrace. I, I, I think she's a total fucking disappointment because I thought... And, 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 you know, and I argued with you about her. I thought that Kamala 
uh, uh, Harris was going to be a good vice president. I, I, I thought she was smart. And I just, she, she just, I think to me, she's a, a really bad disappointment to me. Yep. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm shocked. I think he would have been better off making Hillary Clinton the vice president. <clears throat> and I, I'm not being facetious. I'm just saying if he could pick Kamala Harris, right? Yeah. yeah. He would have been if better off making Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton as vice, vice president. I'll leave you with this. If he would, had made Hillary Clinton vice president, Biden would have got impeached and got thrown out, and Hillary would have been president. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, it's always an honor and a pleasure yes, to have both of these great hockey icons on the show, the great uh, Bill Waters and Phyllis Pacino. My name is Frank D'Angelo. This is NSS Live, a free worldwide Internet TV, unscripted and uncensored. And you can listen, uh, listen to us on Spotify because I fuck it offend everybody. <laughs> nice. I'm not